What is up everyone, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast, subscribe to Move Local, and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Dundas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Move Local podcast brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and not alongside me today are my two co-hosts. I am doing this one solo with our guest today, which you may hear a little bit of the action that's going on here today. I'm super excited to have both Andrea and Michael on the show today. They are the owners of Smithers Sausages, which is what you hear sizzling up on the the griddle over here. We're going to do a little taste test. As you guys might know, if you've been listening to the podcast for the last little bit, uh, we've kind of turned to like a food podcast where we have a bunch of local food uh, companies on and we, we try their food and I'm I'm enjoying it. So um, I'm excited to have you guys on. Michael and Andrea, welcome to the show. Hey, Thank you. How, uh, how's the day going so far? Good. Good. Yeah. It's a relaxing Friday? I think yeah. it's Friday. Yeah. It's Friday. Yeah. Relaxing yeah. Friday. Why don't... Uh, well, why don't we start there, maybe? What does, like, the day in the life of you guys look like from a business standpoint and then even outside of that? I mean, yeah, that all depends on the, the time of year. Yeah. Um, I've been joking lately that uh, January and February is my weekend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, it's it's food, food service industry. Like, usually January, February, you're dead. March starts to pick up. April starts like yeah. going, and then after that, it's like that's it until Christmas. It's seven days a week until Christmas. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah, that's like, and so like, yeah. Right now, it's just because it's it's January. A lot of it is, is planning mm-hmm. for right. the year to come. Right. Um, to try and take care of all the things that um, we put off during the the summer, or like, oh yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We'll make. All those things happen. So, like all the improvements, everything that we're planning on coming up for the year, it's it's all got to get done. Yeah. Like January, February, because after that, no time. Yeah. It's no, it's no time, and it's like, yeah, it, it's execution from then on. Um, yeah. Yeah. For me, January is already looking into where we're going to be, like June, July, August, and if I don't have it planned out now, then 
our season is messed up. Right. So it's, it's just looking ahead. Do you guys like that, like, change of pace where, you know, it goes from, obviously, being out in, like, the busy times. I'm sure you guys are doing pop-ups, doing getting your products out, all that stuff. Having that little period of time to break. Obviously, you guys are still working really hard, like, setting up the year to come. But is it nice to have a little break? Or would you prefer to just be out there, like, on on the pop-ups doing that kind of um i think it's like 50 50 yeah just because we are small business owners like being busy means we're making money this is true um but it's also really nice to not have like not have michael do a 12-hour day uh and be able to have like a regular work day and go to work and get stuff done and then come home and spend time with like the family so it's it's give and take right yeah um well, why don't we why don't we take it to like the beginning of of um, the business? Like, how did it come about? Has like sausages only always been like a big part of your guys' life or a big <laughs> passion of yours? Or you know, how did this develop? I would love to hear that story. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a Michael story for okay. sure. Okay. Um, yeah, like uh, a lot of it started. I ended up falling into a job as like a like a meat cutter, or like a like a retail meat cutter. I wouldn't even call it a butcher because butchery is. To slowly dying art. Um, there are there are people trying to bring it back, but like, yeah, you're you're using like pre-boxed meats and stuff like that. Either way, I worked uh, for like a a small market for a while and uh, learned a while ago. A while, yeah, a long time ago. Uh, either way, I, I ended up learning um, how to do how to do meat, how to do sausage. There, that's just kind of where I started. I kind of had a little bit of a passion for it. Um, the stuff they were making initially was like it was literally just like all powdered ingredients all powdered spices and like that's easy but like it was always weird to me because we were in this market where we had all this fresh vegetables all these different things i'm like i remember taking home our honey garlic sausage and it literally came out of a bag it just had a bag it said honey garlic on it you opened it dumped it in with some water right and that was it it was your honey garlic and i remember taking it home and i was like i came back Maybe the next day, maybe a couple days later, but like talked to my boss and I was like, this is, this isn't good. Yeah, yeah. I was like, if you didn't tell me it was honey, like I wouldn't have known. Right. And I was like, can we just start throwing actual fresh ingredients, actual like things? I'm like, we look out into the like rest of the market. I'm like, everything's here. Yeah. Like, can we just start doing that? And he was like, yeah, we can do that. He's like, but now that'll be yours then. Right. Like you have to start taking care of this and you have to take it on. Um, and that was kind of like, the genesis anyway of like me like at least learning how to make sausage um and then from then i went on to to doing like uh i went to culinary school that's actually where andre and i met oh cool um and then we spent the last 10 years in the restaurant industry um actually away from sausage not i mean i did make it at places it was usually like a like a talent like chefs, my head chefs would find out and they go like, oh, you know how to make sausage? And they're like, uh. and like, I would actually hide it from places because yeah. they'd be like, oh, you know how to do that? And I'm like, great, I'm not going to learn anything. I'm going to be the and, sausage guy. And you're just going to put me yeah. in a corner and <laughs> yeah. get me to do what I already know to do. Yeah. Um, but it was cool because like through that interaction, spending the last like, the last 10 to 13 years yeah. in the restaurant industry, um, we actually learned a lot like I learned how to develop flavor. Um, we learned how to execute um, menus. Yeah. Like any kind of idea you have, there's a, there's a lot to it. Like it's not just like, oh, I just want to make this one thing. Like, you're like I have to make this one thing, but I got to make it for 500 people. 
Yeah. How do I make that so it's easy and it's repeatable and I can teach it to somebody else and they can do it. Um, but also how to use like a whole product instead of being like, oh, I'm going to use um, a carrot. But then what do you do with your carrot peelings? You turn it into a stock and just like using like our knowledge to like use the whole products. Yeah. And yeah. that's one thing that we've we yeah. away from that as well. I guess to get back to the, like, the actual question. Yep. No, it was it's good. Like, it's yeah, good. that's that's like that was that was kind of it. And then and then so we were working together uh, for a while. Andre had just stopped or had just taken off for maternity leave, yeah. um, and I got let go on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, nice, nice timing. And we just we just didn't know what to do. Yeah. It was it was literally I think of like all of the times when it's like oh we should do this in the future and we should try something mm-hmm. and we should do a thing for ourselves. But like then that was all we had. Like I got a little bit of a severance. I think we had like maybe two grand. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> like yeah. it was it was literally like we had a moment where it was just like, what are we gonna do? And I'm like, I can like we have this money so we can pay for our mortgage. Yep. And I'm like, but then it's done. And right. we don't have anything after that. And I'm like, I could go look for another job, but I, I kinda felt a little disenfranchised. Yeah. Just that seems like that a, was it was a tough blow. I was right? just gonna say that seems like a tough tough spot and a hard hard decision to make at that time. Yeah, um, and so we literally spent all the money we had to get the equipment to kind of start this moving. Holy yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a little yeah, a little nerve wracking. Um, yes. Don't super recommend having a baby and starting a business <laughs> at the same time. No, but, yeah. Um, it's working out so far. Yeah, it was. Great. It was just a little bit like we needed to take control of our our destiny, like yeah. where we were gonna go, how yeah. things were gonna work out for us. And I mean, that's the advantage to being a business owner, is at least you have, like, you can count on yourself to, to do what you need to do. That's like, yeah, yeah. I think that's what drives a lot of people to entrepreneurship, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's something that I think a lot of people in their mind see as like something that they want. But then once they realize the amount of effort, risk, uncertainty yeah. that goes into making that decision, um, it's really easy to run away. Yeah, right? and, it's, it's terrifying. And, and and for you guys, it sounds like, you know, you're almost in a, you're in a, a point where you were forced to make that, that kind of that decision yeah. based off of your circumstance. Yeah. Um, what was it like for you? Like find being like, all right, you guys decided like, okay, two grand we're going to invest it into you know the equipment and we're going to take this step like how was that process of like getting your equipment set up and like then moving into starting the business and even just thinking about like selling your first product from that point like how was what was that process like from like decision to actual product like it's i don't know it's it's all baby steps yeah it's all like yeah. we were we were really lucky because michael did make sausages years ago and he'd had friends in London, for like we want sausages. So you knew the market was kind of was kind of there a little bit. So we yeah, once he there, started there was making somebody them, there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, we had a couple people already being like, "I will give you money for your product." Like, okay, great. Right. Um, and then from there, it was just a lot of time and yeah. like risk and effort and just kind of being terrified a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So thinking I, about like. So I, I very much enjoy sausages, but I have no idea what goes into actually producing the delicious food. So you guys make all your stuff locally here in Hamilton, correct? Yeah. Yeah. We're actually, we're based out of the, the Kitchen Collective um, yeah. down on King Street. I'm actually a member of the, on the board of directors there to 
like help keep that place going. Cool. Um, it's a if you're not familiar with it, it's a small non for profit incubation kitchen. Yeah. Um, just because it's extremely expensive to to get a food business going. Yep. Um, like in, in fact, if that place didn't exist, like we wouldn't exist. It yeah. Just one hundred percent. There's there's no way we would have been able to pull it off. It's just it's too. There's just there's so much involved in it, and and it was just we're lucky that there were. Um, a group of entrepreneurs in the city that had built the foundation for that. Um, like I'm just, we've just been lucky to inherit what's already been done for us. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, that's why it's really important to us to like help. And, and why I decided to join the board was to keep that going. Like give back to other people who are looking to do. Yeah. I mean, it's been invaluable to us, but like it should be there. It should exist and it should keep going for other people because there's so many people that want to get into it but it's just there there is a financial barrier totally um yeah yeah and and i mentioned at the start of the podcast we've been talking to a lot of local food companies and um you know the the kitchen collective you you mentioned um stash food co we had Mm -hmm. them on the podcast uh, ashley and taylor okay and they were out of the the kitchen collective. I think mm-hmm. they still do their stuff out of there. So, yeah. so it's cool to it's cool to hear that you guys talk about that and see, you know, like you're saying, like gives people an opportunity because I know when we were having we had them on the podcast, they were talking about obviously the, the difficulties of trying to get into the food business, the costs, the startup, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it's awesome to hear that, you know, that's impacting people in the in the city. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um okay, so into the process of making your sausages, what does that look like? Can you take me through it? Um yeah. Okay. So like, we start with Ontario pork. Okay. Like that's yeah. our first. <laughs> yeah, that's a good start. Yeah. Um, we we start with like locally sourced Ontario pork, um, and then we f- figure out like we've got a couple different flavors that we have that are, are like key benchmark ones that we consistently make. Yeah. Just... And don't give away any secrets either. If there's any secrets. Like, <laughs> yeah. No. There's... You know, I wanna. <laughs> I mean, like, I kind of look at it at, like. Even even with, with like that idea, yeah. Like I remember working for like certain chefs that would like get upset about me writing things down and stuff yeah. like that, and I'd be like, with the invention of the internet, I'm like, it's so true. I mean, there's everything there. I'm like, man, I it's, can't. It's true. Yeah. But like two two or three people can have the exact same recipe, but each one can potentially turn out differently. Yeah. So like, yeah. It's, sharing information should not be a barrier. No, and I agree for with other that. People. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. So like, we we think about. Whatever it is, we usually have our like our our seasonal flavors planned like months in advance um, for what we want to make, um, and yeah, we just we 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 source our like some of them come on the fly. Let's see if I can get this in the right like kind of order. Um, yeah, so like we'll either order from like local suppliers, um, but some of the flavors come up on the fly because I'll be shutting down like a a local like doing a farmers market, yep. and often I'll get farmers that go like, hey, I've got a whole bunch of this left. Right. Can you do something with that? And that's like, it's really cool with the flexibility that we could just go like, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And like, sometimes we'll trade product for product. So I'll give them sausages and they'll give me stuff. And then that yeah, yeah. continues going or they'll give me a little bit of a break on the price. Nice. Um, but it's just using, because a lot of the times they'll bring stuff that they're like, okay, this has to go. Like, cause they don't want to drive it back on the truck and yeah, it yeah. just sits for longer and doesn't get used. Right. Right, because the stuff expires, so... Yeah, so it makes... Works for them, works for you guys. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, So, I mean... Our three main flavors. Yeah, our three main flavors are... Is that what we got here on the Yeah, that's what we have right here. We've got an Italian. um, 
a bacon and cheddar, and then a honey garlic and bourbon. Um, all of everything that we do, like I try to avoid using um, solely powdered ingredients. Um, so we try and add a some kind of cooking technique into the ingredients before it gets mixed. Okay. Because like once once the meat's inside a casing, your sausage is gonna taste like how it is. Like it's, right. it's hard hard to develop more flavor once it's already in there. So we try and cook like a lot of the ingredients beforehand, cool them down, and then uh, mix them in. Um, yeah. So you I'm had the three. No, that's good. That that's good. Like I wouldn't even have known that whole with the flavor thing. Oh like, yeah, like there's there's like a, like a crazy process. We've had people that we have. There's a, a local uh, farmer. That's, they're called a uh, Growing Broke Farms, yep. and they raise Berkshire pork. Um, and we make sausage for them. Like they'll bring us their meat, we make it for them, and they sell it exclusively out of their farm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember when when they first came in, and just kind of the ideas they had, and we're we're like, they're like, oh, can you do these flavors and this? We're like, why don't you just come in and see what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah, like and come then, in, like, have a taste test, and then we can discuss. And... But like, yeah, when they came in, I think they were a little shocked, um, just the amount of work we were putting into it, because again, your traditional butcher will just take like. Spices, mix it in, a little bit of water, off you go. Right. Um, where we have like giant trays of like all the vegetables that's getting cooked, everything that's going into it, and like, they were like, yeah. "Oh wow, you guys like are doing a lot of stuff." And we're like, "Yeah, it's." Yeah, like our um, our Italian, we use like whole fennel bulbs, but we also use the fronds from it, and we use fennel seeds that we toast along with peppercorns and chilies and whole onion. We don't use powdered onion and whole garlic. Uh, and it's just about using whole ingredients yeah. rather than like powdered stuff. Because if we have such great <clears throat> products available to us, why would you not want to use a fresh onion instead of oh, just like a, a tablespoon of powder? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, are those almost ready? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's we're, fire them up then. Let's, we're ready, like whenever you want to go. Yeah, let's do it, and then we'll we'll chat a little bit as we go here, but. Um, so you have like your three kind of mainstay ones is, is yep. what we have here. And then you mentioned doing like some seasonal stuff. Like what would, what would be, or do you do like one-off kind of like different, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, <laughs> you know how there's like, the one thing I'm thinking of is like a seasonal drink at Starbucks. Like do you oh, guys okay. have like a yeah, kind of we have... temporary one that comes in every now and then that people like? Yes. Or that, yeah. We have flavors that we do like exclusively in different seasons. Um, so Valentine's Day is coming up. We're going to do a roasted beet and goat cheese because they're pink and they're beautiful and it's beet season. There's like, so it's, fresh, it's fresh winter, stuff. it's beet season. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the summer we do our like fresh herb chimichurri. In the fall, uh, we usually do sweet potato maple. Uh, so like we definitely have. Oh, that would be good, sweet potato maple. It is. Yeah. See, like this is what I, you know, even just listening to you go through some of those different ones. Like, I'm I'm obviously not in the sausage industry, <laughs> and that's why we got you guys here. But is that like typical in the industry, or is this something that's a little bit unique in terms of like having those kind of flavors or sausages that that you just went through there? I mean, it's it's typical in the way that like there are a lot of places that are doing like many different flavors and stuff like that. Um, yep. 
Like yeah, you can find lots of places like, that do it. pizza sausage or butter chicken sausage. Okay, okay. But, like, I have yet to find somewhere that does, like, sweet potato in a sausage where it's just, like, chunks of roasted sweet potato Yeah, in like, there. actual food. Yes. Food. But, like, the, and the difference is, too, is it's, like, it's roasted sweet potato. It's not, like, I've been at places, I've worked for people, and they, they just throw in, because sausage is often thought of as, like, like, they'll just throw onions, like... The place I originally worked at, we had like a, it was like a spinach and onion sausage, in it, but they threw in, they, they get like bags of frozen onion and they just throw the frozen onion in yeah. and they hope that like, not they hope, but like that the, that the, the onion cooks on the inside of the sausage, like while it's cooking, I hear you saying. right? Um, Terrible idea. We're <laughs> from spending our time in the restaurant industry and learning how to develop flavors. Like there's, there's reasons why you do things at different times and like, like, like the whole process of cooking is 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 the caramelization of the sugars mm-hmm. and everything, right? Like that's that's what makes it taste good. That's what makes um, everything taste great. So like as opposed to just putting like we don't put raw onions in something; they have to be cooked. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Because we want to get the sugars working. We want to get, um, um, yeah, we want we want to bring out the most flavor that we absolutely can in all of the ingredients that we have. So yeah, just by throwing something raw in, it just it just can be better. It's yeah. the same thing like sometimes um, you'll need to add a little bit of moisture. And so like initially when I was learning to make sausage, it's like you just throw in a little bit of water. But it doesn't make any sense to me because you can make vegetable stock with all of your waste. Right. You can make chicken stock or beef stock or pork stock. Yeah. You can add flavor. There's more ways to impart flavor. Or There's like- more ways to like... You already have all of those ingredients yeah. from peeling an onion, peeling a carrot. Uh, why wouldn't you want to use those to make something yeah. more flavorful than just adding like Ontario stock to it? Yeah, the the word like resourceful keeps coming. Yeah, to I my, said it. <laughs> coming to my mind. Yeah. For you, for you guys. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's just something that's always like, exploded my brain. Yeah. Of like, why wouldn't you want to make something taste better if you can? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What so I know, so I know t- you you two are the owners, correct? Yep. And then like, what does your team look like? Do you have other employees working yeah, for you guys right guy. now? One guy. Our team is Daryl. Yeah. Daryl. What's Daryl? What's Daryl do for you guys? Uh, all the things. Yeah. Yeah. He uh helps us cook. He helps us make them. He does markets. He is our number one guy. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, kind of the whole process, um, at least with hiring and training and and whatever, it's just it's always been. Um, really important to us to not not just bring somebody in to do a job, but to give them the opportunity to learn, to grow, to advance, to like. So that's why he has or he does as many things as he does. Yep. It's it's encouraging him to take on more work to learn, to get better himself, and potentially find a career. Like either he stays with us, or he he's learned enough to start a career and go in a different direction. But it's, I think it's really important to invest the time in your, in your staff. Um, like, and don't think of them as they're just there to like do a couple of jobs. Yeah. Like we've, we make it really important too that like we have regular checkups, meetings, sit down. Like it's, I mean, again, it's the only, the one guy, but this is kind of our philosophy going forward that like we regularly sit down with people and ask them, what do you want? Yeah. Where do you see yourself? Where do you want to be? Like, because we want to promote that. And not everybody has the same vision and has this, like, some people don't have the same passion. Some people just want a job. 
And that's fine. But just understanding that, right? Yeah. That's important. But like if we talk and we know and we go, okay, well, we know where to push you and where you want to yeah. go. Yeah. And if, if they're like, yeah, this is just a job. Like I want to do something else. You're like, that's great. Yeah. Now I know how to spend my time with you. Totally. And like. And how to motivate you to do like the best you can be while you're here uh, before like moving on to somewhere else instead of setting them up for failure and feeling like they're not contributing or not doing enough or not doing a good job setting them up with the parameters that they can succeed yeah i can appreciate that as like uh so as like a owner of this business mm-hmm. with my two business partners like our team's actually in the moment of growing like we just hired a, a new physio here we just hired a t- um client experience manager that nice. works at the yeah. front um and i and i appreciate that you guys view it that way because it's very similar to how we view things here like we do the same things as you like we have systems in place to sit down with our our team members and ask them hey what do you want to do in three years five years a year from now what are you passionate about outside of the health field like you know where do you see your family going that kind of stuff and you know i've always viewed it as i think I viewed it as um, an investment by bringing someone on, 100%. not as an expense to to our business. And yeah. I actually see the team that we're building here, the people we're bringing on, as um, people that can actually enhance our vision and our mission that we've set out, um, and and probably eventually do a better job than even we can yeah, to that's, do that. That's and, the goal. Um, I, it's cool to hear you guys yeah. thinking about that. And you know, even though, you know, you have one employee right now, it's like as that scales, like developing that now is so key yeah. so yeah. that you can be successful with it when you guys grow. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, like even, even getting on the, the ideas of local, like it's important. I think that like rolls into it, right? Like, because you are, you are bringing in, you're bringing in local people, local talent, yeah. right? Like it's not just investing into, into food or buying places. It's investing into your community, into the people that live there. Um, we worked in the food, like in the restaurant industry for a long time and the turnover is insane. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, and I, I've, I've had arguments with owners about giving like small raises to people just to keep them. And they're like, oh, like, I don't know, like we don't really have it. And I'm like, you have to. Like it's yeah. a quarter. Like, but like, well, we, yeah. we want to keep this person. It's, we don't want to roll through new people all the time. Like, it's the mindset though, right? Like I think of how people view it because I would say there's a similar a similar thing we see in our field as well is like and why we why i and my two business partners stepped out on our own is like we wanted to kind of get out of the way the system was being run or how we um yes how it was being run and kind of do our own thing and create an environment that we could just do all the things that i talked about with our employees and i think it's people will be like oh it's you know i can't we can't do this we can't do that but it's like if you set your mind to that like of course you're not going to be able to do it if you want to provide a place to have people thrive and give them the opportunities you can do it it's going to be probably a little bit harder maybe invest a little bit more time maybe Mm -hmm. in the short term you're going to eat some for lack of better term (laughs) shit um but in the long run if you're trying to create something that's meaningful and and mission driven and purposeful like absolutely you got to do it that way and that's why we also have like made it a thing for us that like we pay like beginning wage coming in with us like we pay a living wage like because that's yeah like you shouldn't have to work to like just make rent and have a beer at the end of the night like that you should be able to live outside of working and that's something that like working in the industry for so long was not a thing yeah you went to work you worked 12 to 14 hours a day you went home you had a beer you went to sleep and you did it all over again and that was it and that's not okay. So yeah. we want to make sure that people can afford their lives 
outside of work. Yeah. And it's and it is and it is I think starting off with that mindset already because like working at places that'd be like a minimum wage increase and they're like, "Well, how are we going to even be able to do this?" And we're like, "We're going to already start like doing that." Doing that. Like yeah. we'll already start so paying living wage as opposed to minimum wage because well, and and we want our employees to work like 40 hours a week and then they can have the rest of their life. Right. Yeah. And right? that's going to probably, sorry, that's going to probably result in better production from them with you guys, right? If they're, if they're, I hope so. Yeah. Ultimately, <laughs> it, would, it would make sense to me, yeah. right? Yeah. That, that that would be the case. So that's cool. And I know another thing that was important to you as we were kind of talking a little bit before the podcast was just like work, this idea of like work life balance. And does that kind of feed into what we're talking about right now where yeah, exactly. in the food industry that, must have seemed like almost impossible with the hours that well, you're we just didn't talk- have a life balance there was no life it was you went yeah. to work and then you had a beer and then you went home and did it all over again right. and that was it and like yeah like, working working in like you, management positions or yeah. as a chef um you would you you'd end up getting like a finally get like like a salaried position so you're like okay cool like i can count on having like x amount of dollars um but you were also counted to like carry the workload yeah it's like, well, you're going to get paid no matter what. So that means that, like, anytime it's slow, send everybody home. Like, you're here. I There were places I'd work where, yeah, I do, like, a 14, 16-hour day, yeah. five, six days a week. Like, it's cr- I'm, st- I'm still doing it right now. But, like, it's, it's – you'd be like, okay, I get my one day off or my two day, even two days off. You would walk – you'd go into, like, your first day off and it's you're going to sleep. sleep. Yeah, because yeah. you're just, you're just catching you're up. You're exhausted. You're done. Yeah. And then your yeah. next day, you're like, okay, now I, I have laundry. to do... I need laundry. I need to do the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> I need to vacuum. And then my day's done. And it's Monday. Yeah. yeah. And that's and it. Like, and then, and then back. I go back into it. And you're like, what, like, what is that? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy that we're like, we're treating people that they're just like machines. You can just like... Yeah. Like, you can't do that. Yeah. You, that's why you see burnout and... and... For me, it was, you're you are working those hours. And then if you want a day off to do a life thing... Like, oh, sorry, we can't... Yeah, we can't do that. We can't do that because apparently this entire restaurant will crumble without one of our employees, which that is not... Yeah. If that happens, there is a serious problem. There's a big problem. Yeah. Uh, and we just want to be able to let our employees and ourselves do things because you shouldn't have to just work and then go to sleep yeah. and then work. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's try some of these before. All right, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. So, but I do have more questions on that. I like that. I like that topic. But let's try. Um, it. What do we got? So here? we can start here. So we've got we've got our, our Italian. Um, so our Italian is a Southern Italian, um, and what that means is that fennel is the main flavor that you're you're going to be tasting in it. Okay. Um, like a lot of the times, you'll hear people say things like, like I often get the question, they're like, oh, is it a is it a spicy Italian or is it like a mild Italian? Like it's not. It just is From my experience, it's not really a thing. This is just, this is how the sausage is made. It's got a little bit of spice to it, um, and yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, is there a particular like do do is there a particular? No, I mean, I just try, try everything fresh? first, yeah, and then yeah. we can get into condiments like after. Oh, because we put like a ton of work into the sausage so themselves. So, like, want to appreciate the. There's a lot of flavor. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. You want, want some? It's good. I'm okay right now. You guys probably eat a lot of sausage, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, very flavorful, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, we use like whole onion, whole fennel, the fennel fronds, white wine. Nice. Um, we try to just like build our layers of flavor and which you can taste when you actually eat it. You can definitely, you can definitely taste that. Like, and it's, 
it's interesting. It's like it's you're right. It's not super. It's not too hot. Is yep. the word I'm looking for. Like it gives a little kick, but I think it's just like just enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I always judge things uh, of spiciness based on how my uh, my girlfriend responds because she doesn't <laughs> like spicy. Okay. I think she would like this. I think okay. she'd be able to tolerate it. I don't think it would be too hot for her. All right. Um, is next, this the bacon one? Yeah. Next up, we've got our, our bacon and cheddar sausage. Um, one of the things that we do that's like really important, I think, for like developing the flavor of this, um, is we actually like render the bacon before it gets mixed in. Um, again, it's the it's the idea of, of making the the bacon on the outside like it's caramelizing the sugars in it. So if you just if you just take raw bacon and pork and and, and mix it together, like your sausage. Even a fresh sausage is already like kind of like a semi-cured pork product, and then you're just mixing in like a cured pork product into it. So you don't really often pick it out, but you'll notice with us because we render the bacon ahead of time, um, it actually it tastes like bacon. I'm sure I'll find out right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, right? (laughs) Oh yeah, you can definitely tell that that's like whole food like real food mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. not just like that's really good and that's the idea we don't and who doesn't like bacon and cheese i was gonna say there's you can't go wrong with that right we try not to like we don't we don't add any fillers there's no yeah there's no like weed filler or anything when you get the sausages you know breakfast sausages and they're like really weirdly spongy yeah yeah it's that's just like wheat okay it's yucky see i wouldn't even know it's that. not necessary if you just make yeah. it properly right and then like another thing that you may notice or may, or may not notice, um, but like we all we often get comments from a lot of people and they go like, "Wow, your sausage is so lean. It's like it's really good." It's actually not. <laughs> we right. actually we actually put like a, a significant amount of fat in there, but like it's the type of fat that we choose, um, combined with the fact that like you cook it like nice and slow, uh, all those things that go together, it like, and you end up with a nice product. And like a lot of people are have been afraid for a long time of like eating things with fat in it and it's not i don't think it's particularly terrible like it's 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 there for flavor it's there for like moisture um how am i going with that no i agree Uh, i agree with you i think i think well no i agree with you and i think that like i think fat gets a bad rap right and i think you know anything of any too much of one thing is never going to be great for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, but don't like sit there like eat a tub of lard. Right, but, but from a health standpoint, like, like there is with it yeah, it's lovely. Right, and if you're going to enjoy, it, if I'm thinking about okay, how and I you know I value nutrition as well. It's like if I'm going to eat fat and I'm going to get mm-hmm. my fat in my day, it's like I'm going to eat something that tastes really good. Yeah. Yeah. that has that in there, right? right. So I, I totally get what you're saying. But like, that. yeah, you you also don't have like like often when sausages are made like your typical butcher, it's usually made with with, with trim like things that are left over okay. um, and then they grind that and make that into the sausage. It's okay. really cost effective. Yeah. But uh, but you have people that you like you get little bits of sinew or gristle and stuff in there and and that's usually what people pick up on. They go like, oh it's fatty and it's like it's right. not really So good. this is just higher quality because you're getting you're getting the, the higher quality meat product. That's it. Like, as we, opposed we use to... exclusively pork shoulder um, and then we usually mix some back fat in with it. And that's like <laughs> that's what gives it like it's it's nice texture yeah for not, sure yeah you can tell too when you bite into it that you know that's yeah it's, real. it's it's crazy because a lot of people mistake it they go like wow it's just, like it's so lean and it's like it's not lean it's just, just good. it's high just good. quality it's just, it's, yeah everything's yeah. a good quality um what's the last one here okay so the last one here is this is our honey garlic and bourbon sausage it's a little bit of a sweeter sausage okay um you'll taste notes of uh like cinnamon and anise 
Oh yeah, I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> yeah. That right. was that's when, really like, good. It's like what people think of as honey garlic. And I'm going in for another one. How to like actually yeah. make a really good honey garlic? There's like two different things. And so like I, you know, I've had honey garlic stuff before, so my mind had this idea of what it was gonna taste like. That was not what I was expecting mm-hmm. at all. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah. The and cinnamon then, was really um, surprising. Like you can definitely taste, obviously, because it's whole real food but you can definitely taste that for sure yeah. mm-hmm. well that's just and, and we use so like also to like increase the sweetness of it with uh we use like a a, a confit garlic so it's like slowly cooked in uh oil yeah um and the the slower that you can cook it the more you can actually like bring the, the natural sweetness of the garlic out yeah um and again it, that just goes back it's just caramelizing sugars it's that's that was that's a, that was really key. good. That was by far, and I like I like them all, and like I love bacon, but like that was probably my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I really appreciate like um, you you know you've you've taken you can obviously tell that the that you've taken the time to to learn about this stuff and like you put many hours into developing you know your skills around being a, being a chef and understanding how different flavors mix. Like you're saying a lot of stuff to me that like goes over my head because. I'm the guy that just throws the onions in the sausage, right? Yeah. And that's why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can tell that you really took taking the time to learn and, and try to master this. Um, and, I th- and I think that's really cool. Yeah. All right. Pairings. Now, is there a specific way you pair? pair? I'm assuming that there is. Like, or... there's definitely ones that should be eaten with other yeah. ones. But they're all pretty mixy-matchy. Okay. Um, so, we make all of our own condiments as well. And we ferment all of our own sauerkraut and our jalapenos. Is that what was in the jars that you guys have? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I saw that on Instagram. Right? Um, so, the first one here, the red one, that's yep. our hot sauce. Okay. Uh, and that one with our honey garlic is magic. Oh, perfect. Yeah, a, li- a little bit of sweet and a little bit of heat is like oh, yeah. Yeah. really good together. So that's a good like way to think about, you know, pairing some stuff. Yeah, well, it, well, I mean, you you always think about like if we're thinking about pairing, it's it's mm-hmm. always like you got you got your fat, your acid, your heat, your salt, and your what is the last one I'm thinking of? I have no idea. Yeah, it's like mainly those four though, but you always want to balance. Right? That makes sense, and that does definitely balance it. Like this hot sauce actually tastes really good. Yeah, and like definitely has a kick to it, but with that sweetness, obviously, yeah, kind of brings it down a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, it's delicious. That was good. Um, and then next to it is our porter mustard, and we make that with Clifford's Brewery here in Hamilton. Oh, cool. So their porter beer. Oh, cool. Uh, we use that for our mustard. Yeah, and that one is really great with. I like it with the bacon cheddar a lot. Okay, I'll trust you. Um, yeah. I love that you guys do that with the local, the local businesses, like collaborating. Like I saw you guys do like some of the stuff with the, the beer companies, like package, like the sausage and the beer together. Yeah. Like, I think that's so awesome. You guys do that. It's just, it's just, it seems kind of natural. Yeah, like, Makes I, sense. I like eating sausage and drinking a beer. So but why wouldn't we why wouldn't everyone try else? to make that happen? Yeah. Makes sense. Like we hmm. do, um, a subscription where we deliver beer and sausage. Monthly. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got a liquor license and it was kind of born out of COVID. Um, yeah. Right. Just like not having a way to get our food to people because everything was shut down. We would do brewery pop ups and be like, grab your beer, get some sausage, right. go and home, you, have a barbecue. And you couldn't, couldn't do that. Yeah. And so, yeah, we got we got a liquor license so we can deliver. Um, and so we, we reached out to the people that we'd already done business with and we were like, hey, like, are you interested in joining up with us and we'll deliver the stuff? We'll deliver their beer as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, good idea. So it, like, yeah, good it goes idea. Together, and then each month yeah. we would do a different and brewery. So when that's people cool. sign up, yeah, they get 
a, a, a seasonal flavor and they get um, beer from a, a Did you guys brewery. do one with grain and grit? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we had Lindsay on the podcast. Like she was like one of our first guests on the podcast. So oh, nice. She's awesome. Yeah. 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 We actually uh, just made a small batch yeah. of uh, mustard. mustard. With, with one beer. of their IPAs. I can't remember which IPA it was. That is a very good question, and I can't remember. Um, but they were doing, like, a, a fondue kit for... Um, New Year's. For New Year's. And they were like, hey, like, could you guys make, yeah. make a mustard out of our beer? Yeah. Um, and then when it came to pricing, they were like, how much would you charge to do that? And we're like, how much do you need? I and mean, we kind of figured it out. And we're like, why don't you just give us an entire case of beer? And we'll call it even. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we we'll just... just give you back whatever mustard you need. Yeah, yeah. And then... Yeah, and that way, and that way, and those are the kind of partnerships and like things that we like figure out. And then we we ended up with like a bunch of jars that we could sell ourselves. We go, hey, we got this cool exclusive beer, right? Um, that we made that you could sell sell as a product, yeah. Yeah. But like at the same time, they got also what they needed out of it. That's cool. Um, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Just it's like supporting each other, supporting the local. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And I mean, it's it's a lot. I think it would be a, a lot cheaper. It's a lot cheaper to trade product than it is to like. Actually, try and try and buy it, especially buy it nowadays. It yeah, nowadays, absolutely. I can imagine. Yeah, um, that was good. This mustard was really good. I like yeah. this. Yeah, their Clifford's beer for, is amazing. And once we turn it into a mustard, like this is magical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's so next? Then, what's the one in Texas? This is... Yeah. So we got. Sorry, I'm eating here. Um, oh. So okay, so this guy is our Hamilton Gold, which is a mustard-based barbecue sauce. Um, it is spicier, but it's hard to find a mustard-based barbecue sauce, and we love it. We're like, why? Why would we not want to share this with other people's mouths? So, (laughs) thank you for for Um, sharing. Is there one in particular? Does it matter? I don't think. Uh, I think it goes really good with the with the honey garlic and bourbon. There are some similar flavors in the in the two things. What were you gonna say? Cheddar bacon. Okay. Well, I think I think that, again the heat and the sweet go really well together. I'm gonna yeah, do both. I'm gonna do both though. Do it. But yeah, and we did, we decided like that a mustard based barbecue sauce makes sense because ha- Hamilton's actually home to uh, the largest supplier of dried mustard and mustard seed in the world. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't know that either. Um. Yeah. Well, that is good. I've never. Is see, I'm so out of touch. Is that is that a normal thing like mustard? It, it is. It, it depends where you go. Yeah. Um So. We we initially had been calling it our, our like our Carolina barbecue sauce because like a Southern Carolina barbecue sauce has usually got a, a mustard base to it. Okay. Um. And I I got called out a couple times by a couple people. Oh yeah. They're like, oh, I'm from, <laughs> I'm actually from South Carolina. Uh-huh. Like, what is this? Uh-huh. They're like, it's good. They're like, but it's not. It's not. It's not what it is. But they're like, yeah. So like, so like, uh, South Carolina does a mustard base. Detroit, their barbecue sauce is a mustard based barbecue sauce, and. It, like also because they're so close together, like a Windsor style barbecue sauce oh, yeah. will also be made with mustard. Right. Um, a lot of the times, and it's really cool if you like go back and follow food, like if you follow the people yes. that live in the certain areas and stuff like that, like a lot of areas that were settled by like German or Dutch usually end up with a mustard base huh. barbecue sauce. There's always a, there's always a story, right? Yeah. If you just, if you just, any, with any type of food, if you follow it back far enough, you can see why it's who the, who the people yeah. are that live there and where everybody came from and there's like there's a reason why certain things are used in yeah. certain certain regions and certain areas yeah for sure yeah. yeah um and the one next to it is our texas which is a tomato-based barbecue sauce and it's sweeter it's smoky 
um, you can eat that with whatever you choose. Yeah, and it, and it is like what you would probably identify yeah. immediately as a barbecue sauce. Yeah, for like. sure. That's when I saw it. I was like, oh, cool. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It's good. Sweeter. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice. And so you guys make all these as well? Yeah, we yeah. make, we make, make all it all. Well, yeah. Love it. Yeah. What, um... What's coming up like you guys are planning right now? So what's on the what's on the planner for like the upcoming season? Do you guys got anything that you <clears throat> that you got coming up that you're excited about or um, don't feel if there's stuff you can't share or whatever, don't feel like No, you're... I mean like our, our big thing our big thing this year I think is is just trying to expand our team um and allow us to get start doing festivals. Um Yeah. Hoping you get some merch so if you Oh, uh... sweet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would love to rock anything sausage, smither sausage. <laughs> After trying these, I'm I'm down. Yeah, that's our that's our like my big shiny plan. Yeah. Is to have some sausage shirts. That sounds weird when I say it out loud. I love it. But yep. <laughs> so do you so you guys do I know you do stuff at like the markets. Yeah. Um you're doing you wanna try to get into some festivals. I know you have your products in some store local stores. Yes. Like in, yeah. in Hamilton. Yeah, we are yeah. in um Ancaster Cheese, Diamonds and west avenue cider right now cool yeah. yeah and then i know and i know this isn't local to hamilton but i was living in london for a little bit you guys even have your products out in in london or you do pop-ups there we do, we do a lot of pop-ups in london okay so, cool yeah we uh we'll do a pop-up at a brewery i saw you guys went to london brewing brewing co at one point yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It's actually really fun for me going there because I actually used to live like five houses down. From oh, nice! Yeah, 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 that's cool. And like, I remember like seeing the address the first time, and I was like, "What? There's a brewery there? That doesn't even make sense to me." And then I was like, "Oh yeah, it's like right down the street from where I used to live." That's cool. Yeah, like it's it's on Burbrook. It's the same street I lived on. It was yeah. Nice, cool. nice. But yeah, like so when we do the when we do the pop ups at the breweries, we'll show up, and we show up with like our grills. And we do sausage on a bun, but then we also bring all of our condiments. We bring a whole bunch of frozen stuff. So, like, even people that, like, they're not there to, like, maybe sit down and drink, but they can show up and, and grab something to take home and from, like, from the brewery and then from us. Yeah. Um, yeah, and people use it as, like, a point, like, they're like, okay, you're here, like, twice a month in London. I'll be like, okay, I know we're, to go there. We're going. And yeah, yeah. Get get my fill for the month and I'll see. It's like an exclusive month. kind of thing. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I like that. Um, what is the, is there like a fan favorite or like one that you guys sell a lot more of or it's kind of. Uh, surprisingly, it, it is a little bit different like city to city. Interesting. Like London is very bacon cheddar. Um, where Toronto is more honey garlic. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so it depends on where you are, but these three. Uh, are definitely like our main obviously why that's what people want yeah 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 it's so hard I, it's so hard to pick a favorite because like i'm t- i love bacon but i'm definitely gonna go i guess just by the element of surprise like that honey garlic like caught me off guard like yeah. it's really good yeah it's a it's a big flavor and it it's definitely different than what you expect like, yeah. yeah we actually still have yet to try our oh yeah yes yeah, sorry well. what do we got here <laughs> So we've got a uh, we did we did two natural ferments. So it's like a, a, a lacto fermentation process. Um, basically, we take we have we have a fermented uh, jalapeno and a fermented sauerkraut. Okay. Um, but basically, you take like when the thing with the sauerkraut, we take the cabbage and we rub it with sugar and a very or salt and a very small amount of sugar, um, and then we 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 macerate it. So we're we're trying to draw as much liquid out of it as we possibly can, um, and you draw enough out of it. 
that it is able to cover the entirety of, of the product. Um, and then it sits at room temperature for about three weeks. Oh, wow. Um, and it, it ferments. Funky. Yeah, it gets, it gets funky. Um, it's, it grows the, uh, the lactobacillus. It's the, the bacteria that exists usually naturally occurring in the, the skins um, of most of the vegetables. Yeah. And, it, and it, yeah, the, that grows. Or it's, it's the, the yeast that, that grows from the, the skins and helps to propagate the, the lactobacillus, which is what gives you the sour okay. and the funk. It's a little science there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so do you, do you usually, do you do it with like a piece of sausage? Is that what you do? Or do you usually just go? That's good. Oh, like to eat it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's up to you. You can, I've seen people just like straight up eat these I'm going to go straight up. Yeah. But no, uh. But there's like, there's a crazy this is a jalapeno. Yeah. It's good. And like our ingredients list, there's, so there's no vinegar in there. There's yeah, no, there's no wine. No wine, nothing like that. It's actually legit. Like it's, the jalapeno is jalapeno, garlic, salt, and a small amount of sugar. And that's it. That's, yeah. all, that's all the ingredients that's in there. Making a mess here. But like the amount of flavor you can actually like draw out of it from that fermentation process, like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it has like, because it is a natural ferment, it has the same like, funkiness that you would get from like a kimchi where mm-hmm. it's like good for your gut this is good and um, I, don't, I don't usually eat a whole lot of like fermented stuff like if i, I used to, i eat some kimchi and even sauerkraut i'm not like that's what this was right yeah. mm-hmm. i'm not like I'm, i haven't been a massive fan of but this is good like you can tell again that it's like whole, like real ingredient too mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. it's good very nice um I want to throw a couple rapid fire questions at you guys. Sure. So obviously you have some partnerships with some local breweries and I don't, you know, I always like to ask favorite local brewery, but I know you guys might have a couple, but what do you, what do you enjoy? What have you enjoyed recently? Oh man. I think the most recent beer that I had that was my favorite was a sour stout from Oh my gosh, my brain is going blank. Fork River? Nope. Nope. Yes, yeah, Fork River. Yeah, okay. yeah a sour stout from Fork River. That was my like most recent favorite beer because it is so hard to find a sour stout and it's harder to find a good sour stout. Okay. I don't know um, if I've ever tried a sour stout before. It is a lot in your mouth. Yeah, yeah I could imagine. There's a lot happening. Yeah, but yeah. It is it, like, one of my favorite beers, but it, it's hard to find. And when I find it, I'm, uh, I'm in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Michael, what about you? Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I, I honestly don't know. Like, I, there's, there's just like this. There's so much that's good. Like, I mean, I can definitely shout out like, like Grain and Grit and yeah. Clifford's here at Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Like, they're two of my favorites here in town. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but like everybody does. Like, there's so many different breweries now. And or they do the, the patina from Stormstayed. Yeah, Stormstayed's are Oh, yeah. Stormstayed. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, they're really good. Yeah. Like yeah, from London. Are. Yeah, yeah. Is um, that that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I had some of their stuff when I when I used to live yeah, in, their, in London. Their red ale, the patina, is a delight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing. It's way been I a while since it. I it's been a while since I've been there because I've been out of London for a bit now. Mm-hmm. But that definitely prompted my mind. Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, I yeah, I don't have a, like a specific. No, I think answer that's because like, that's good. Each one has like yeah, 100%. Things it's a, that I like yeah. about them, and they all have 
there's definitely like characteristics and personalities to like each of the, the actual breweries. Yeah. Like I can go in and go like, oh, where is this from? And I and I have an idea in my head. I'm like, okay, I kind of know what I'm what I'm gonna get or yeah. like, what they're into. So like, yeah. Even then, if like you have specific flavors that you like or things that you like, there's a reason to go to like yeah to each one that oh, yeah. like yeah green and grits uh like fruited sours on point mm-hmm. right, and i've always found like yeah. their beer to be like it's it's just it's very drinkable it's mm-hmm. very like i would agree with that like yeah. i don't i wouldn't <clears throat> say that like like there are certain breweries where like there's like a beer you're like okay this might be a little more challenging this might be something but like everyone i've had from there that like i'm like i can give that to anybody yeah and i know like even even if it's a, like oh, i don't really like ipas and you're like just try theirs it'll be Great. it'll be something that they're just like yeah okay i can see like why I would get start getting into that. Yeah, for sure. So they have like, it's it's very approachable. Yeah. Like a lot of their stuff. Totally. Um, no, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to do another qu- tough one for you guys yeah. then. Favorite like local restaurant or of recent that you've tried, that you've oh, enjoyed. Man. I know. <laughs> and these are supposed to be rapid fire, top of the head. Okay, okay, okay. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. That, they're so like, There's so many great things from different places that, like, it. how do what you narrow the down? the last one that we tried? Yeah, let's do go with that. Last one that you guys tried. The last one that I went to was Caro. Yeah. Yeah, amazing, obviously. Okay. Um, but then, like, do I want sushi? I'll go to Sushi on Fennel. Right. Do I want yeah. um, pizza? Do I want thin crust pizza? Or do I want, like, yeah. fat doughy pizza? Because then I'll go to My Pie or I'll go to Shorty's. Like, both good. What, yeah. Both what do you those. What do you want? What is your mouth for yeah, that day? It's hard to. It's hard to. And then choose. that's how you like narrow down. Those what? are some good ones, though. That's yeah. great. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Last question for you guys, and you can both kind of take your your own stab at it if you want. Um, so we asked this to all of our guests, and that's like, what does move local mean to to you? Mm-hmm. Do you want to start? Yeah, I mean, just like the whole idea of local is. And we, we were talking about this on the way of the car, course, like yeah. kind of how we were going to think about that. But like, it's everything. It, it, it literally is everything. It, it encompasses, it encompasses so much. Like it's, it's not just like local food. It's not just like buying local. It's supporting local. It's, and it, and it, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a mentality. It's like, like if I go to, let's say hammerheads, and I get fish, I know that I'm not, like, I'm not only just, like, supporting their business, but I'm supporting, like, them as a family because they are a small yeah. business. Yeah. So I'm, like, helping them buy more product for next week by giving them my money. I'm helping them pay a mortgage, pay their rent, pay right. whatever to move them and their family forward. And by doing that, it just, like, it helps create more business, like, within our community, but it also just helps our community be better. For sure. Yeah, like anytime, anytime that you can, you can help grow here. This yeah. is like where yeah. we live. Like this should be priority, the most important thing. It's, it's yeah, it's it's jobs, it's food, it's it's knowing that those that the things that like like when you buy one of our products, like you're not just supporting us, but like the the local meat providers, like mm-hmm. the the different farmers that we deal with. Like you're not like because we try and, and source a lot of our stuffs from local people like you're not just supporting us by buying local but you're yeah, supporting it's a trickle so many other people. absolutely yeah. it is. but like it's 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 but, that and it's and it's the people and it's like we we do a thing um 
we often have like a little pig that sits out yeah. of our thing and, and all of our cash tips that we collect we we donate them to the community fridge project here oh like i've we, heard we, i've said follow those guys on instagram we buy food yeah. and yeah. we and we donate it there just again it's not just about like supporting like people who can give you money but it's just supporting people because like everyone deserves to have like a basic like living life and food and warmth so why not support people who can't necessarily support themselves right now mm-hmm. and just like, give a little extra help? Yeah. No, I love it. And I think like, you know, we we never met before this and like I followed you guys on Instagram and checked out some of your stuff. But even just sitting down and chatting with you today, like when I think of the stuff that we talked about today and, and hearing where all the products come from, like I think you guys embody that idea of moving local. Like... Mm-hmm you're a local business you live in the community you buy products and support products from the community you work with other businesses that not only like when when they buy your product uh, when people buy your product it not only helps you but it helps them like that whole grain and grit situation that you just talked about with how you guys support each other like that in my mind embodies like what move local means you know as as a whole and then even going as far as like the way that you've talked about trying to develop the business it's like you want to invest in in people and give them an opportunity to work in a good place so that they stay one working for you and helping you guys thrive but also like staying i'm assuming staying in the community because if they're happy here they're going to stay here and if we have good people continue to stay here and work for other good people like just continues to have that evolving yeah um feedback loop and i I think you guys just have getting to know you over the last little bit like that that's awesome and and i love it and i'm super pumped that we got to sit down and, and connect <laughs> yes, thanks, yeah. for, thanks yeah. for having us we're excited to be here where can uh where can people find you guys um so they can either find us online at smitherssausages.com you can also go to our instagram page yeah smithers sausages um and you can find our products at like ancaster cheese um diamonds and west avenue cider or follow us Follow us and find uh, where we're doing a pop-up or market yeah. near you because yeah. you travel like there. Every, every Wednesday, people can find us at Duran Market, yep. which is at like what Charlton and Caroline. Yeah. Uh, we're there every Wednesday. Cool. So you can always, like, you know that you can grab stuff locally from there. Awesome. Along with, like, all the other vendors that show up. Sweet. Yeah. Well, thanks again, guys. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Sure.